What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of the ABJ Podcast, episode 74 with Miguel De Barrio. I hope I said that right. Uh, I, don't, I don't have the, the roll of the tongue. Um, yeah, <laughs> my Irish Italian kicks in. But uh, I'm excited. A huge thank you to him, first off, before we get him in here uh, for stepping in and, and being a guest last moment. Thank you to everyone who reached out. There was tons of people who did. Uh, that shows there's a lot of interest in this podcast, and that means more to me than you would ever imagine. So thank you so much for the people who are reaching out and being like, how do I get in? How do I get in? I am booked absolutely solid from now till the end of this month. Um, there are some people that I did send messages to, so check your inboxes because I may have an opportunity if you're free on a weekend because I may need someone to have a pre-recorded episode. So just putting it out there. Um, and it's, it's one of Miguel's guys. Hint, hint. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so check out the links below for everything ABJ. Uh, merchandise, uh, so support the Patreon. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Right now, it's super tough for me. Uh, out of a car, out of a job, just trying to grind this uh, for the rest of this month because at the end of the month, uh, one of my amazing listeners has uh, gifted me a trip to the UK to go to All In. I've never been to a wrestling pay-per-view. I've never been to anything major. I've never been out of the country. So I'm going to my dream venue uh, to see what might be the biggest wrestling event that's ever existed. So huge thank you to my support and listeners. Uh, if you do buy any merchandise, tips, donations, Patreon support, it's essentially going to that trip. Uh, there is a T-shirt, an AEW T-shirt that says Wembley ABJ with a little Union Jack on it. If you want to commemorate that experience for me, uh, the T-shirt is available as along with a bunch of other ones in the links below. Also, make sure to support my guest links below. Follow them on social media and subscribe to the YouTube channel for um, Frontier Pro Wrestling. The, their YouTube channel is up and going. You can check all their matches out that we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. And uh, make sure you support and get their subscriber numbers up. Let's get them past that 500 mark because uh, uh, 500 is the new, the, the new threshold for uh, – uh, monetization so help them hit that monetization goal and let's have some fun here but before we get started the the reason why this podcast is still rocking and rolling uh svw seat in the, the bottom corner there uh suplex vintage wrestling guys it has finally happened a whole store fully dedicated to vintage pro wrestling they said it can never be done but i've seen it with my own eyes suplex vintage wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans located on fifth street in philadelphia pennsylvania just one block south uh of south street uh, in the heart of queen village their, their selection of vintage wrestling apparel under one classic roof includes the classic Classic designs from your favorite wrestlers from the Golden Age, Attitude Era, Internationals, and more. And if you're tired of watching premium live events at home by yourself, then SVW's got you covered with the best watch party since your friend Kyle's party when you were 12. And if shirts and watch parties are not your thing, let's not forget their selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards from their T-shirts and hats to rare wrestling memorabilia. They have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Check them out on Instagram at suplex.svw. Or every single post I do, I tag them, so just click and follow it, and it's in my bio. Uh, as well as go to their website at suplexsvw.com and let them satisfy your pro wrestling needs. Uh, and if anybody is interested in being a sponsor on the podcast, hit me up as well. I do have opportunities for sponsorship where you'll get some ad reads and I will plug your and promote your stuff. Um, I put a lot of content out and a lot of clips, so you will be seen, I promise. Um, <laughs> oh, Nightbot uh, is already banned Ricky Price. Nightbot, me and Ricky are cool now. You don't you don't have to mess with them. I know I put it in the algorithm to attack Ricky, but calm down, all right? AI, you're, he's my boy now. We're cool. Well, without further ado, let's bring in my guest, pro wrestling extraordinaire, as well as promoter extraordinaire, as well as, well as the owner and founder of Frontier Pro Wrestling, Miguel De Barrio. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Awesome introduction, Anthony. Listen, it is an honor 
to be on ABJ finally. This one's a big one for me, guys. As soon as I could step in, I could. Thank you for being here with us. And I am so happy to be here, man. I well, first off, let's thank so Millie, the the, yeah, the, yeah. the Millie, queen of the you. Northeast uh, indie scene. Uh, go check out her at From the Left Side uh, podcast page on Facebook. Uh, she was the one who put your name out there, and you jumped on Millie. it, and here we are. Thank so you, thank you to thank Millie. You. Yes. Uh, man, what what an experience, man. You've been around a, a, quite some time here. You, you've literally done everything in this business, uh, and we'll touch into that. But man, I'm I'm super excited to have you in here. Uh, let's get the first one out of the way here, man. When did you fall in love with this business of professional wrestling? Oh man! So realistically, it's kind of like a two-part. We'll make it one. Realistically, my dad was a pro wrestler when I was young. Uh, I lost him when I was 11. I had the the honor of watching a couple before he retired. Um, but I, I didn't even care about wrestling when I had him in life. Unfortunately, uh, that's the story we have to tell. But as soon as my dad passed away, a lot of his buddies that did wrestle with him reached out and said, hey, kid, I know your mom's not going to agree, but do you want to do this? And at that moment, I, was, I don't know what clicked, man, but I'm like, you know what? If there's anything that I'm going to feel connected with my pops, it's going to be now. And here we go. And at 11 years old, I had a favorite wrestler and I had my pops and I said, I'm going to do this thing, whether it kills me. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Eddie Guerrero, man. All day every day eddie guerrero to the end of the day will be my my guy and that was i had the honor of meeting eddie uh at a very young really? age before he passed yeah um he was actually close friends with my dad um and every now and again when eddie was working in new york we lived in jersey in uh plainfield new jersey and every now and again when eddie worked madison for vince or anything like that there'd be slight chances he'd come and i'd see him and got to ask him questions but at that time eddie was just eddie to me i wasn't into wrestling and it wasn't until after I really got into it, and I'm like, damn, Eddie's like the greatest of all time in my book. Yeah, you know? he's so. he's really really up there on that list. I 100. Uh -huh. uh, I never met him, but I met Vicky and I met Shaw. Shaw, the daughter. Shaw. I met them. They're very very nice. Shaw was a, a, a sweetheart. Very very mm -hmm. nice girl. Um, I will say this real quick. I, uh, you know, growing up in 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 small coal region Pennsylvania, you don't get to experience a lot of different cultures. And if when you do. Uh, they're predominantly white culture. It's Spanish. It, I mean, the Spanish and stuff didn't come in until much, much later. Uh, so growing up, just Italian, Irish, you know, the Germans, Polish, all that is kind of just what's available. But um, the wrestling community, I will say, has really shown me a lot of Spanish culture. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm putting it on a limb here. The best wrestling fans are Spanish people, bro. I, I work for a promotion in Jersey called IWA Jersey. Their fan base is predominantly between awesome, Mexican, dude. Dominican, Puerto Rican. Awesome. They're they're bananas. They do they get so into it, and they're the the best crowds to work for. Yeah. Um, and so and it's it it's and the sanctuary has, has the Hazelton community is really getting behind them, and they're really turned into like a a really split crowd. And it's been so much fun. So growing up, man, like wrestling is a great way to experience other cultures and like finding your other favorite wrestlers, and 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 that representation is so important. And Eddie was a huge Eddie and Ray were huge people to help put that luchador wrestling on the, on the map for wcw and stuff growing up yeah and, and at the end of the day like and it's so good that you see it that way um sometimes like when you've been doing something for so long you tend to i don't want to say complacent but you tend to just follow the everyday quo you know yeah. and especially you i know you've been doing this for a while and especially me doing what i do you gotta always 
take everything that you do and just realize what you got going on. Because I too have learned so much from like strong style and Japanese and Chinese and like a bunch of different cultures that I would have never known different from different if I hadn't paid attention to what I do day in and day out. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. I think wrestling brings so much to someone's life. And for anyone that isn't watching it now, you probably should start. Yeah, it's you're you're missing out, and, and and maybe you can agree with this or not, but I feel like why a lot of people miss the boat with wrestling is when they watched it when they were a kid, they found out it wasn't real, and then it turned them off, and they said it's not worth watching because it's not what I. They felt like they were duped, and and I feel like that's it's cool to, like I understand their business was set on those standards, but I think in today's standards. People are so every day you're waking up and there's a scam email, there's a scam phone call. So when people feel like they're being scammed by something, they don't, they want to get away from it. So when I tell people now, like, well, you know, that's fake, right? I'm like, sure. But do you like theater? Do you like movies? Do you like entertainment? Do you like art? They're like, yeah. I'm like, wrestling is a storyline. Wrestling is live theater with action. Like it's, I hate to use the coin, but it's stunt fighting. You know what I mean? It's so if you go into it with the idea that you're going to see a production and a play, and if you buy into the characters, you'll have a better time instead of going in and being like, look how fake this looks. You go in with a different mind state. And every, every non wrestling fan that I've told that to has walked out a fan of the industry and they love everything about it. And that's what I say. I say that it's a joke to a couple of my friends who still to this day, like, you're still doing that fake stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Are you still driving cars out of the big plane like Vin Diesel clearly really did in his movie? No? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So uh, growing up, when did you transition from, you know, the, the, the being the fan and growing up watching, you know, your father and stuff do it to, like, I want to train and start doing this myself? So after my father's passing – Unfortunately, six months later, I think, or maybe seven months later, Eddie passed too. So, no. yeah. So, um, that was really, uh, you know, I lost my idol and then my 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 role model, all in one shot, all in one thing. So, I, it really did. And then my mom was never a big fan of wanting me to do it. Um, I really transitioned when I went to watch my first show. I was about twelve years old, thirteen years old. There was a couple. Um, it was just a local promotion. It was called RPWF, who since then not, is not around anymore. But when they came to the YMCA in Stroudsburg, which is where I was attending after school program, uh, they had one night. They had their show. They brought in um, Kip, so uh, Billy Gunn and Road Dog. And at the time, I think they were Voodoo Kin Mafia and uh, TNA. Um, Billy Gunn I, is insanely huge. Like, you don't realize yeah. how big he is until you meet oh, him in yeah. person. He's a so, monster. I was lucky enough to have my friend at the time. He was His dad was the director of the YMCA who did this raffle. And his son ended up winning. I mean, I don't know if that was cheated. I don't know. There's still rumors to this day. But he ended up winning uh, a dinner with the wrestlers. So when that happened, he had a plus one. So instead of bringing his dad, he said, you know what, dad, I want to bring Mike. So we went to go get pizza and stuff, and we ate with the wrestlers. And just talking to them and hearing their stories and the interaction. And then Billy was there too. And he was just saying like, you know, I, you know, Sean's doing this. And at that time, you know, at that time I didn't really realize what he was talking about. But then now later I'm like, Oh shit. He was talking about Shawn Michaels. He was talking about his time with, with Hunter and shit like that. So, you know, with things like that, that's when I was like, you know what, man, like I want to do this. Like I love the show. So if this is where I'm going to be in 15 years where this brotherhood and this small little restaurant we were eating pizza at. If this is where it's going to be in 20 years, that's what I want. And that's yeah. the rest is history from there, as they would now, say. Now, what all promotions did your dad did your dad work for? He worked for a lot. So by the time I got to actually watch him, 
he was just doing small promotions. Uh, I can't remember the name of them exactly. It was in Jersey, and they're far gone too. They're they're no longer around. But he was working in Jersey, and I only remember watching him a few a handful of times because he was retired. As far as I can remember, he yeah. would only come back every now and again. Uh, as my mom used to tell me, like when the promoter really needed someone to step in. So that's why I also do the stepping in whenever, because good things happen to him in those times. I remember and he was really happy with what was going on at the age that he was at. Have so, you ever have you ever heard his story of his how he broke into the business and stuff like that? It would be my grandpa. I never got to meet my grandpa. He was gone by the time I was born. He had passed away. Um, but my grandpa was a mass wrestler. Don't ask me a name because I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but he was a mass wrestler in Puerto Rico. Um, and he was trained by I, I I believe it was Carlito's father. So the Cologne family trained him. Yeah. So he did a lot over there, and he was a big sensation over there. And my dad used to say, I'm never going to be as good as your grandpa was, you know, and, and stuff like that. But he wore a mask and everything like that. So, you know, I, that's where he drew it from. So, you know, like I said before, when my dad passed, I, I kind of felt that. So I was like, you know what? My dad did it with his his dad. I think it's it's just, you know, it's just safe. Yeah. So, and honestly, man, like. I know a lot of the questions that podcasts ask get a lot of heat of saying, Oh, you ask these questions and they're stupid. And like, but like how you just said about your grandfather and your dad, could you imagine if podcasts existed and you can go back and watch a video and hear your dad's story. That's going to be encapsulated on the internet for the rest of your like grandkids, kids, like they could always go back and click this video. And anyone who's ever sat in 70 some episodes, I've been doing this. That's a piece of history that'll always be around. Yeah. And they may be super, super simple and stupid questions, but it's it's a it's a it's a story. It's, I rather ask the questions I ask than hear you in character or hearing about your. We talk forty five minutes about a match that's coming up this weekend that after it airs, no one's going to talk about ever again. They definitely ain't going to be talking about me after that airs, so it's okay. We're going to talk about your story. It's it's getting encapsulated here. We're it's no, it's on yeah, wax, that's baby. What I'm saying. The match questions, all those you hear enough of that, guys. Like these yeah. type of questions are because like, I agree. I I, I wish. Some type of internet or video was around the way it is in wrestling now because I could go back and hear my dad talk about it. And that's why production is important too. And a lot of promotions miss the boat on that. Like every match to a talent being being recorded is history for them. It's it's something they can they can look back on and be like, I that match was dog shit. Or man, look how good I got since this match. Or look how look look at like it's just it's that evolution. It's it's a beautiful business, it's a beautiful thing. Yep. But uh yeah, so transitioning now you're wrestling and stuff like that how long into your journey of wrestling before you decided you know what i'm going to also dive into this promoter field and start your own promotion it's funny enough it took i feel like I, I mean, I, everything happens for a reason my fiance has made me a very avid believer in that um and she's the reason this whole thing still happens i'm telling you it's uh, behind every dumb man comes a really smart woman is what i say to this at this point but um I was wrestling, and I only had the promotion about two, three years ago to when we really took it serious and started. It was right before COVID. It was named something different. COVID came around, we rebranded, and now it's been going good. So let's see, 14 years. So 11 years in. So I, I did a lot of learning before I actually like said, you know what, I'm going to try it. Um, but my real motive, and I'm pretty sure I'll be in your next question, so I'll just throw it out there and we'll segue. My real motive for starting my own promotion was – I, I really don't like that there's certain promotions, and I'm not mentioning names and I won't, but there's promotions that have really hardworking guys, but those guys never get time. That was the biggest motivator for me. And I'm not saying that 
I was the greatest guy not being used. That's not by any means saying what I'm saying. What I was saying was there was a group that I was with that at one point, we felt like we were giving everything we could at training, everything we could behind the scenes, whatever the promoter needed, and went out there and had the matches that we wanted, that they wanted us to have, regardless of the outcome, because you're not supposed to care about that. But we told these great stories, but still got treated as if it didn't matter. So at that point, I was like, you know what? Um, there was one guy that took an opportunity with me, and his name's Sean Hardy from 1CW, so shout out to him. I'm sure he'll watch this, because he watches all my stuff. If that man hadn't taken me aside and showed me something different and what a really good promoter is, and later on I met better promoters like Alex Watt and um, a bunch of other people there that I know I'm going to forget to mention, but, you know, there's guys that do believe in that. So when I got into wanting to do it, I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. be a beacon of hope for those who think that their time is going by them and they're not doing anything. So, Yeah, and there's that, that it really, it's... It's I the one thing I will say that I do not envy uh, someone running a promotion in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York area is how do you how do you push everybody? Because our area, we are absolutely spoiled with good yeah. talent. There's yeah. like any weekend you can go to a show in Northeast Pennsylvania or New Jersey or anywhere and just you're like, wow, this is there's some future of the business, guys like people are really impressive and it's just like, man, how do I utilize everyone here and make sure everyone gets an opportunity? Yeah. Uh, and it really is hard. Um, and I'm still learning, you know, like wrestling, I had my time and I'm still wrestling on the cards, you know, and I'm wrestling for other promoters, but as a promoter, like that's, you kind of run into that. My, the only answer I have, and I may be right. I may be wrong. Other people might have different ways, but, and again, it goes with the whole people thinking fake. Um, I think great storylines in a business, ones that continue, when when to cut them, when to keep them going, is your way of promoting everybody at one time. If not everybody, most of them. You yeah. know, whether it's a win or a loss here, but that guy really looked awesome versus that guy. When is he going to get another shot? I don't give it to them for two, ma two shows. Hey, man, remember when he did that? Why isn't he doing it again? Okay, well, guess what? Here you go. Guess what? Caught up. Now, mm -hmm. they're, now they're going to pay to go see the guy that, in their mind, should have been there from the very beginning. I think that's the best way I can describe it. And with the storylines that I kind of build up, I, I kind of give everybody their, their, their dues because everybody's putting in work and everybody's mm -hmm. promoting and everybody's doing their thing and getting out there and trying to get their names out. I know more than anybody how hard it is to get your name out there and you feel like people don't listen. I try to listen and I try to give them something to work with. Absolutely. You, you had a show. Uh, that I didn't, I wasn't able to make it, unfortunately. But I heard about it afterwards, and then I seen the footage, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I, I honestly, man, I think you were the first person to, like, first promotion to really ex start showing the Northeast wrestling scene that hey, you can mix things together that are not enhanced, like that are not wrestling related, and it will most likely be a hit. Um, they did it at Rusty Rail with Vinny Glamrock when he first put on the first brewery show. Now those brewery shows pop like uh, LVAC did one. They just did one over the weekend with Smash. The yeah. the, the brewery that's what Matt's made in heaven. Beer yeah, and pro absolutely. wrestling. Tony Deppen's Brew Fest has been. They're doing no ring shows there. Those spectacular shows. They did what they're doing. They did one at the brew the brew fest. Like they they're finding ways to mix that generation together. Uh, music and wrestling. So like a band plays wrestling band plays. Yeah. Great idea, but. The one that I feel has knocked it out of the park better than any other show 
was when you ran that show at the at the, the the con convention with all the all of us all of us nerds and everyone cosplayed and and then and the cosplay wrestling is getting huge. People love it. A dude comes out dressed as Spider Man and wrestles someone dressed as Batman. It's golden. It's great. You know, and you know what it is, and I love it. And I thank you so much for that, man. It really does. I, when I more than anything, like obviously. We did the show and it came out amazing. And we have some little The crowd was people. crazy. It was great. And and you know what it is? I tell everybody all the time, if you don't try it, it's always gonna be a no. You know? So when we went and started having the idea of doing it, I'm like, all right, you know, let's see. My fiance too, and she had to say I'm sorry. And she doesn't do it very much, say I'm sorry and prove and, and tell me I'm right. But the day that of the show, you know, there wasn't a, a big line. And we were like 10 minutes out. So I was like, uh, Sup, Lucius? Love you, brother. Crow. <laughs> um, a lot of talent is- showing you love here tonight. Oh, thanks, Donnie Bambino never- saying that he, you know, one of his favorite plays, he treats you like family. Uh, the smart, thank listen, this guy's smart. He works for you at MIT. Thank you, guys. Oh, MIT. Amazing man right there. All those the guys. Thank you so much, guys. I love you. But when we did the anime show, like 20 minutes before, we're, nobody was lining up. I was like, oh, man, we're, we might be a bus here. Um, I think 10 minutes in, a couple of my wrestlers come through the door like, oh, they're flipping out and they have their phones flipped over and they're they're flipping out. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, boss, we're all excited. Like, aren't you excited? Like, you did this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He shows me the video footage. I'm like, where's that at? He goes, it's right outside the door, man. Go look. I come outside the door, the same door I just walked through 10 minutes ago, right? Making sure the sign was still lit up. Maybe the sign went off. and that Yeah. <laughs> so, so I go back and I see this huge line and I'm like, oh my God, like what just happened? I'm like, well, there's people crashing into people. There's people coming around with food. Like we got to organize this line. Like what other event is going on over there that this line is mixing with? The guy that was working the con goes, sir, that's all yours. And I'm like, oh, okay. Holy crap. And I'm like, all right. And he goes, well. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to organize it then. And he goes, yeah, please. That's what I came to talk to you about. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm the guy that's in charge for the hotel. And they send me here to talk to you because it's becoming a safety hazard. I'm like, what? He goes, the guy, we came down and tallied up. In line, you have about 250 people. Right now, that's that's what you have. And I know then they get in there because of the size of the room. It's going to block the exits. And we got to just tell you to keep it organized. Surely enough, when we opened gates and we got everybody in, we didn't take a total tally. But he said that all exits were blocked. We had to close doors and not allow the congoers to come in. And we we're only allowed to let people in as people walked out. But yeah, I, pe- people were still waiting outside, I was outside told. And door. when two people went in, two people immediately took the spot. Absolutely. And it was crazy. People were sitting on the floor. And I and I love it. And I think, like, we're all fans of something, you know? So I just took, uh, you can see it on my hat, I just took something else that I was a fan of and said, let's see if it works. And fortunately enough, everybody at this con was like, hey, I don't, like I said, there wasn't much chatter about it on their sites either. But then when it hit, it hit. And after the show, but it's a good show, man. When hey, are we doing show, it again? Yeah. We'll see you next year. So when I went with my fiance, we were really happy about it. We All the boys in the back had, you know, we had a hug fest. And we're like, we did it, guys. Good job. We went to go get, um, just give the room back to the lady that did it and uh, helped us get it done. Um, and when we come up to her, she goes, hey, um. Here, here, uh, here's your passes for the rest of the weekend because they had given passes for me and my family, like my kids and stuff, to enjoy the next day. And she goes, um, so I'll contact you in four months. And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, I'll talk, contact you in four months so we can sign on the dot again. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, honey, 
you've literally told you got the guys to come down and tell us that we needed to shut your room down for the time being. We need you back next year. And at that point, I got emotional. I was like, there's no way this is happening. And there it is. So we're actually going to have that show again. I don't want to lie on the date. I believe it was the 10th. We're going to have the same show again in September, on September 10th, that first Saturday there, or second Saturday. And it's going to be really cool, man. That's super sick. I'm proud of you. I Unfortunately, I got some possible news today about a job that I was applying for and then didn't get it and told i was pretty much told hey a whole bunch of shenanigans happened but uh they called back today and they're like yo we're gonna re we're gonna give you the job that we promised you before um the only problem is it's weekend nights so it's gonna take me out of the wrestling industry for quite some time but uh it's it's definitely needed needed because i need to get back on my feet and start making some money here yeah Go but, uh, like I'll, this stuff and buy the merch, guys. Buy the merch. If you're a yeah. wrestling fan, if you're a, listen to me, this is coming from Miguel himself. If you are a wrestling fan and you're buying our, our merch, stop buying my merch and go buy his. He keeps bringing you stuff that you miss. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Ricky Price says, uh, I will be there with Pride Championship in hand. Uh, Ricky says <laughs> the ninth. And Donnie says, I'll make sure I'm there. I'll make sure I'm free. September 9th is probably if, the date. Don, hey, listen, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something right now. Uh Donnie for a show we talked about in the podcast. He he thought he was doing like an Italian thing and he came out wearing this like orange shirt and I told him it was like a bowling shirt and then roasted him on commentary all night, calling him a bowler. So <laughs> I I truly feel Donnie, if you come in and you wrestle, you have to cosplay as Fred Flintstone. It just it Bro. you and you and Nate have to be Fred and Barney. That's just the rules. I don't make that the rules. You just have to follow them. So the bad fellas, if they're getting booked in the ninth, I feel that the only way they're allowed to wrestle is if they agree to you that that's what they're dressing up as. I might be I might be dropping more information than I've already revealed, <laughs> revealed and I will. But the, if they're available, the bad fellas will be at uh, Colossal Con for sure, 100%. And, yes, and that they is must be the night. Flintstones. Yeah, the Flintstones are something that we want to see, man. I don't want to just see the bad fellas, Mario and Luigi anymore. Okay? No, no, no. It's got to be the Flintstones. Yeah, it's got to be the Flintstones. <laughs> I hate this running joke. <laughs> we got to do the Flintstones, and we got to do uh, somebody else coming in as Teletubbies. I don't know, man. Something childhood. Teletubbies. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. I love Donnie. They're uh, congratulations on on him and Nathaniel. They're gonna have little bad fel- bad babies coming up Absolutely, soon. Absolutely, guys. It's, be, Good it's job. exciting. I appreciate I appreciate the time they've given us. They've only been with us for a short time, but uh, hardworking yeah, kids. Yeah, very and very talented. Um, you know, I tell the guys in the back all the time. Um, there's because I have a lot of talented guys, man, and a lot of them do the the, the flips and and the flashy stuff, and you know, uh, back then. Um, Metal Maniac. I don't know if anybody knows that name, but I love him to death. But he used to tell me, you can do all that stuff, man, but if in the blink of an eye, if they blink, um, it's over. Like, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't catch that. So I always tell, tell the guys, like, hey, man, just slow down and, and let them appreciate what you do. But you got to know how to work a crowd. And those bad fellas, man, all the hype that was behind them coming in to me, like, that they were coming to work our show was, was absolutely accurate. They're, they're awesome guys. They are bad fellas when they're in that ring, and they definitely love to work their character, man. Yeah, love uh, them right. those 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 former backbreaker high ground kids. They they know their they know how to storytell. You know, you got they, they're a good group of people up there. I'm a fan of everyone that comes out of there. Uh, Millie in the chat saying, "Hey guys, the reason Millie! this conversation's happening right there is that that's the reason Thanks, Millie, Millie Millie put this together." 
Um, well, speaking of your talent, let's dive into that. Who are some people that if you tune in on a on a uh, Frontier Wrestling show or if you buy a ticket and come see, who's some of the talent? Who's some people you're excited about that's on your show? And who are some people you really want to talk about while we're here? All right. So uh, I'm putting you in promoter mode now. Oh, yeah, now it's promoter mode, and now i got to watch. I love everybody. I'm going to start out with I love everybody If you don't get show. called out, he hates yeah. now, Joker. If, if you don't get called, you realize how many people we have in the back. You know what it is. But you guys know I love you, and they know it. I know they know it. And but also, you know, thank you. Thank you, Lucius Crow. You are on the list, brother. I have I have a whole board behind me with about 75 people. You're you're on it, so be, be prepared for ABJ making that call soon. Listen, uh, well, you know what? Just here, he, he just helped me out. We won't go in any order or anything like that so people don't think I'm picking here. Lucius was the first one to comment. There was the last one. Lucius Crow came to our show last show. It was the first show I ever had him on. And God damn it, what a talent. Um, From character to his promos. Listen, if everybody cut a promo like that man does. And his voice. Jesus, like the, yeah. the guy's so talented, and 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 his like his look is just amazing. Along with his tag team partner Joey P, uh, they make up Royal Apocalypse. And I didn't really know what I was dealing with until I put them two together because they've known each other for years. I've known Joey for years, but it was my first time at that show meeting Lucius. But we had talked a lot in the year before, and he's become a very close brother of mine. He's someone that. I know I can go to for advice that I love very much. He's become my brother. And that was the first time we met. And, and he stuck true to who he was. Everything he said in our messages on Facebook was who he was. And then he got into the ring. And I was just like, wow. And, and he works his ass off on his own brand. So if he goes out and promotes a show or he's a part of a show, he's bringing an audience. Because he, he's not someone who just shows up, wrestles in a ring, and leaves. He works on yeah. his out, He works on his social media presence outside of professional wrestling. And he cuts really good promos and puts a lot of good content out. Um, that helps then drive Generate. people to go see shows. Yeah. And that's why I say, man, that promoting stuff will get you far, man, cutting those promos. But that's Lucius. Um, young talent. We'll start in little categories. So young talent. I got guys like Ricky Price, who I met last year. I I, he, I heard of, uh, about him through somebody else. And then the kid was just posting, posting, posting our stuff, and he had never been on our card. And to me, I remember me being that guy. So when I gave him the shot, he had actually just come to help out with the ring. And I said, hey, you got a match today. Really? Got your gear? Yep, cool. Awesome. Bro. Went in, killed it. Awesome. Here we are. MIT. Super hard worker. Love him. Absolutely. MIT. Super smart kid. Super. Um, he criticizes himself a lot and has a lot of self-awareness of what he needs to get better at. And I'd rather have that than someone who doesn't care. So MIT, you're an awesome talent, man. And if anybody has a car in MIT match, you got to. You got to catch an MIT versus Ricky match. I think that's what, oh, what do you know? That's what our next show is. That's right. So if you're there, you'll catch They've it. already had a barred burner once again, once before in a one-on-one, -on -one, so I'm sure they're going to tear the house down Absolutely, again. Absolutely, man. Luca Mancini is another good one to throw out there. Uh, Luca is so – you want to talk about – all right, I'm going to put him over real quick. You want to talk go. about a guy who, who, who gets underutilized, I feel – and I'm and I'm not saying this to throw any shade or any digs at anybody, but he's he's always the guy who gets thrown in a stable, and it's a stable full of really really talented people. But the problem is when you have so many talented people in the area, stables are good if the stables promote it right. But also he's one of those guys that can stand on his own, just like anybody, everybody else in the stable he's with. So it's hard to to get over. But he's always he's just so I feel like underutilized. He's a person that if I had a promotion. I would be putting a title on him and and pushing him because I think he's very good at what he does. And listen, I know that there's times, like I said, I'm 
I'm the type of guy that when I do these interviews, I'll say how it is. Um, and it's not because I trained Luca, and it's not because he's my dude that he's wearing that belt in FBW. He's wearing that belt because when when times got hard for me, and it was got it was getting harder to run a promotion, and everybody else bailed out in the first class of what we were before we rebranded. The only guy that stuck around even during COVID was Frontier for Frontier was Luca. You know, and 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 because of that, not only has he earned a spot on the roster, but he's a fa- he's a brother to me. You know, and. And my kids call him Uncle Luca, and 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 my daughter who trains Sage, uh, she's a pro wrestler too. She's just waiting to turn eighteen to wrestle here in PA. The next Billy Starks, and she's wrestling in Jersey. Um, but here, when they're training here, you know, she she says of how she's inspired by Luca because of his technical and submission uh, knowledge of the game, and that's something that's crowd I, work. I, yeah, and 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 yeah, and the way he works the crowd, like I taught him everything that he knows, but the one thing I didn't teach him, I taught him everything he knows when it comes to being a wrestler. With being Luca Vancini, the, the essence of being Luca, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, and the way he wrestles, that was all him, and he had it in him all the along. He just needed that platform, which is why I'm telling you guys, if there's any promoter that has Luca in a stable and or just kind of throwing him and stuff, Give him a spot to shine and give him a main event spot or something up there. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna blow your boots off and those crowds are gonna keep coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, what, another thing too, remember I said earlier that I messaged I, I have a message out to somebody for a possible spot if they're free. Oh, Luca, you check your check your inbox, Luca. Check your inbox, Luca. <laughs> um, other names out there. Yeah, there's uh, man, there's just so many. Like I said, you we already went over the bad fellas. Joey P is a friend. Let's go old school a little bit now. I mean, they're, they're my thing. The reason I'm going to mention these guys is because as much as old school as they are, I guess you can consider them. There's old school guys that are just getting to the end, but then there's old school guys that are willing to still be in it to help younger talent, you know? So guys like Joey P who I've known for four or five years now that when I met him, you know, he didn't really need to give much time to me and stuff like that. And he was a bigger dude, but he, he did it for the younger talent. You got guys like uh, Diamond City who, sorry, funny story about Diamond City. Um, I was afraid of them for the longest really? time growing up. Yeah, so I was a small kid. I've gotten a little bigger, but I, when I first met them, oh, man, how old was I? I'm 30 now. So I had to have been like 22 when I first met them. Maybe a little bit older. But well, they were these big dudes, and everybody said Diamond City, Diamond City, Diamond City. And at the time, I think Born to Wrestle was around, and then you have Blue and Gold who were also around, and it was those three guys that built up the tag team scene around here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought they were these mean guys and stuff, and then a situation happened that they 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 left the titles of a promotion, and, you know, they were kind of free agenting, a free agent here, over here, over here, in the indie scene. And I said, you know what, I'm going to contact them. Then I met them, and they're like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, what? Sweetest, sweetest yeah. humans ever. And they're hey, people man, you up? want in your locker room. They're, they're, yeah, they're, absolutely. Yeah. And they, I'm, hey, I'm man, a big Diamond up? City What do you market? need tonight? Yeah, what yeah. do you need tonight? Awesome. And then even after my matches, and 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 they're, the they're the guys that are always by the curtain, and you think they're not watching, but they are. Like I've seen them several times at my show. Grab one of those guys like Ricky or MIT or or even uh, my daughter in Jersey when we've been on the same card. When she's gotten to the back, they'll pull them aside like, "Hey, you did great. Here's what you need to work on." And then they work on it. Hey, awesome this time. Work on this a little bit more. Like those minds are important to have in a locker room. The egos you could do without. Throw all those guys out. I know I have. But those type of guys, like Diamond City and stuff that are on up Frontier, they have the uh, Nepo Cup Tag Team trophies right now. They're the mm-hmm. Red Hard Tag Team Division Hard. Like, those are the guys you want to have in a locker room and on the roster. 
Yeah. Now, another cool thing about Frontier is not something that a lot of promotions don't do, and they don't, they don't, not only that they don't do, they don't take it very seriously. You have a pretty solid women's division. Yeah, shoot. And it's hard, man. It really is hard to get the women's division started. And I'm going to say thank you for that compliment. And I, and, but I, you got to be honest with you. You got to be honest. It's super hard. And I know there's other promoters, uh, one by the name of Caden out there somewhere. Um, there, there's a lot of guys that, want to build a women's division just like I do, but you know, the women wrestlers that are around, there's, if, if there's very few of them and hard to get them open, cause now women's wrestling's blowing up as it should. There's, there's so many women that you can't get a hold of, or you can't get on your shows or they're already booked, but they all deserve the chance. We just did a main event, our first ever main event, women's main event. And in my opinion, it was it was it was a great match. I loved it, and the crowd loved it. They were either behind Journey, Journey Burke, uh, or La Fantasia Ronnie, mm-hmm. one newer blood and one a little bit older blood there and old school. But they, they had a great match, and the fans dig it, and they all deserve opportunities to shine. And if you don't give them that opportunity, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, Ronnie's very talented, and uh, and Journey I think is gonna be a very big up and comer. Keep Absolutely. keep your eye on her. She's been getting a lot of work, uh, doing some cool shows that uh, she's going to get a lot of exposure soon. She's very, very talented. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing is, is women's wrestling got so big and so many promotions didn't take it seriously. So promotions just started making all women's promotions and they can, they can put on nine, 12, 10, 12 matches a card and it's all women and it's, they're killing it. Like the one I'll get, I'll throw the roses to that capital city. And uh, what are they at a Delaware? Is it a Delaware yeah. promotion? Amazing. That, that roster stacked and they're putting on some dream women matches. I love the well. They were CCW was in Del, uh, Delaware for a little bit. Now they're over in Jersey at the Monster Factory. They're awesome too, and yeah. they're, they they well, we'll keep that under wraps. But they they they're they're doing an awesome job with getting these women up there. Like if you look at, I think uh, was it Kaylin King, Miss King? She she's an impact right now, part of the coven. She started in, you know, she made her big thing. I think that when I first heard about it in CCW, and she was killing it down there. The Renegade yep. Twins, I love them to death. They're Sweet awesome. Girls. Awesome girls. No offense to the Bellas, but look out because those girls get on a main roster and stay there. They're going to make a legacy that you're not going to believe. Yep. And there's so many good women that have come through these lockers that you kind of like, I don't know, you got you to gotta have a mind to put these women on a grand stage as they deserve to be there because they put in just as much work, if not more than us guys. Because if you need a spot for a guy, that's always going to be open. A woman's spot, if it's not on the card at all, or one match, that means it's either two two female versus each other, or four when it's two on two. But mm-hmm. that spot's filled up. You got to look for another promotion because you're not going to wrestle that month in that town. Yeah, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Um, so what do you have coming up for, for, the, uh, for Frontier that people can be looking out for? So we have our show coming up at in uh, the VFW Post in Scranton, uh, VFW Post 25. We had our show there last month and did great. So we're going to be coming back in that. Oh, man, I'm horrible with dates, guys. I am so sorry. Whoever's <laughs> watching in the comments, if I'm wrong, please correct me. We're going to be having one on the 18th or 19th. I think it's the 18th. It's 18th, yeah. The 18th, we have one coming up there at the VFW Post. It was a good little crowd last time. We're going to try to get it bigger and try to kind of make our more, more, more of an appearance there next year for sure. Um, uh, and then August got, August nineteenth. August nineteenth. There you go. Nineteenth. Don't come on the eighteenth because there'll be nobody there. <laughs> come on the nineteenth. Um, and and it's a good show. We're a good family show. We got that coming up. And then the big one, September. They corrected me already. Jeez, I know you have them, man. I'm horrible with this. September 9th? 
think it was September. Okay. Yeah, it's Colossal Con uh, at the Kalahari. That's going to be a really good big event. That's the anime convention. And then, I don't know, man, if we can make time for you on a Saturday, we got uh, the 21st. So last year when we did well at the con, we had another con come up uh, from the rival hotel, I guess you could say, because there's two water park hotels up there, up here in the Pocono. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge storm That's coming in. Coming yeah. Out. So they have... Uh-oh. We he might have just he, Miguel might have just went to Oz. I think we are so we're in the northeast PA scene area and uh there's a giant storm coming in and uh it's we're under tornado watch and stuff like that. So um yeah, we might have we might have just lost Miguel to that lightning strike. Uh while he's waiting to get reconnected here, I'll just I'll just back him out. Um I'll I'll, I'll do this. Let me share my screen and uh where are we at here? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is it working? Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm working on the fly here right now, so give me a second. There it is. So Frontier, let's go through some stuff here. You can check out Frontier Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, the match here, MIT versus Ricky Price. And once again, this is going to be Saturday 19th, the VS, VFW Post 25 uh 2291 rockwell avenue scranton pennsylvania tickets 20 dollars. kids under eight for free doors open at 3 30 bell time at four next up we got the bad fellas versus diamond city war machines love everybody in that match that's going to be really fun to watch uh ronnie versus marcos right there we got matthews versus malik i hope i said that right um i think that might be oh nope zach sander baby and fly guy uh eli I believe I've seen him before. I think he's out of uh, Flower City, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Victor Shine versus Lucius Crow. I uh, haven't seen Victor in a minute. It's excited for that one. And I think that might be it for match announcements. Yeah, that, that'll do it for, for the card that, that that's announced. Um, I'll, I'll give it a couple minutes here. I'll do some, I'll do some free-flowing. But uh, make sure you support Frontier Pro Wrestling. They, they're they working really hard. And like I said, this, the, the Northeast wrestling scene, if you're in Pennsylvania or you're on the outskirts there by, by New York or New Jersey, listen, New Jersey, you guys are doing a great thing. New York, killing it as well. But travel down, man. Come see some of the things that are going on down here in the Northeast Pennsylvania. They've got a lot of talented a lot of talent in the area, a lot of great shows going on. Uh, I promise you there's not a stinker amongst them. You can go to uh, anyone in the Northeast area and you're going to have a blast. Uh, there's there's a lot I could sit here and go off for months. Uh, you know, you have Battlefield, you got PPW, you got Smash, High Tension, Sanctuary, um, Chew, well, uh, uh, Orochi, I believe is coming up soon. That's that's gonna be maybe PA Jersey area. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I but make sure you support them all. There, there are a lot of really good stuff going on in the area. Make sure if you can't do it, seek out that they have social media. A lot of these pr promotions are putting the work in on the promo uh, on the. Uh, production side uh so you can go and follow them i'm actually going to do this real quick while we have it up um yep his his the, the lightning took his power out his wi-fi router is is rebooting as we speak so i will i will keep i will keep rambling here <laughs> until he can come back online and we'll close this out properly but while we're here let's do this real fast uh everybody in the chat i'm going to drop a link and we're gonna share my screen once again. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun here. Here's what I I need from you guys. If you're watching this, um, I need you to click that link right there, 
head over and let's get Frontier Pro Wrestling uh, a couple more subscribers here. They're currently at 166. Uh, so go over and give them a subscribe and let's let's get more people subscribed to this channel and, and uh, show them some love. Like I said, there's there's a tons of videos here. All everything from their last show that you can check out. Uh, there's the the Journey versus Ronnie. There's your um, that's oh stacks is in that match chris Caden, victor shine and, uh, and miguel himself is in that match um valor and honor mit versus uh, malik there you go a lot look at these all this is on here man so go check it out luca right there versus sage so a lot of cool stuff happening make sure you go support their youtube page give me a subscribe oh he's back here he is i wasn't looking my at my God! screen <laughs> yo that lightning struck and you immediately were gone yeah, it was rough. Like the Undertaker doesn't want me to do this interview. Apparently, I don't know. Well, well uh, listen, the storm isn't going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to be like this all night. So, yeah. anything else you want to get out, plug, get out there before we we close this out? Or I said I thought you went to Oz. I thought the tornado picked you up. <laughs> um, uh, really, any like the last thing I want to say, guys. First of all, thank you so much for having me on, man. I've been trying to get this one out for a while, man. And anytime you need anybody, I got some names for you. But names to look out for, obviously, is Ricky Price, Luca, Vancini, uh, Mitt, uh, MIT. You know, there's a bunch of good guys in the area. But, guys, please keep promoting this podcast. We need to keep these things in good standing as well as pro wrestling. Um, it, without you guys putting our stuff out there and getting our names out there, we don't do what we love to do. And keep coming out to the FPW shows and keep supporting indie wrestling because we need to eat, too. Yeah, and, and indie wrestling encompasses all of that, and and I I feel like more promotions like yourself that show value in content creator co content creators and podcasters and people who who show the love to the indie scene, but then get treated like stupid fan marks and they just get treated like they're scum, uh, isn't good because once again, you can go and put your news you can put your ads in the newspaper, but most people read the newspaper aren't into that. But we have a direct audience of pro wrestling fans, and we try to funnel them to the right promotion so i appreciate you saying the kind words and and uh like i said send some talent over we'll get some more people talking absolutely and one last thing i'm sorry bro i'm gonna throw it out there because you you did that because i have to be that guy but anybody that is saying stuff like that man you keep doing what you do at the end of the day the only people that are saying that are the people that can't generate what we've been generating this whole time so let the haters keep on hating okay and keep doing your thing man because as long as we're here we're going to keep setting the bar high so they can keep up all they yeah. got to do is keep working, but they ain't going to reach it. But thank you so much, Ant. It was it was a pleasure talking to you, man, and I'm definitely looking forward for the next one, man. Yeah, we'll definitely run it back, and hopefully uh, you know, you're safe during the storm. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate all it. Right. Love y'all. Well, that'll do it for the ABJ Podcast. We are back uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. with one half of the most of the funniest tag team in, the, in, in, in wrestling right now on the indie scene, the Stepdads with Wade Kruger. He'll be hanging out with us on uh, tomorrow at seven o'clock. And then on, uh, we actually changed this. I'm going to be changing this there. Thursday's episode will not happen. Uh, we're going to move Thursdays to Wednesday uh, because Thursday was too small of a day for this guy. Wednesdays are bigger. They're, they're more explosive. Uh, I needed to make all the room possible for big Dan champion Wednesday night, 7 PM. So three episodes back to back to back this week. So we're going to hit you Monday, uh, Tuesday and Thursday guys. Once again, too, if you are watching this uh, on the video side of things, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or Twitch, or please head over to the YouTube side. Uh, that's where we're really close to getting the monetization. Uh, so show us some love there. And the audio numbers, I'm going to be honest, they're in the, they're dog shit. After taking that break and coming back, audio plays are way down. So 
put the ABJ podcast in your car while you're driving and help. Let's get some audio numbers up. Leave a review in the Q&A section on, uh, on Spotify and tell me what you thought of the episode. Feedback is always great. And uh, also make sure you leave those five-star reviews if your podcast platform provides it. That's going to do it for the ABJ podcast. I'll see you guys tomorrow at 7 o'clock with Wade. Here's some music by the Converse Kid, Billy Trey, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.